Hello, my friends. This is Andia. 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 Wow. <laughs> is that like uh, the what was the uh, Jennifer Lopez and <laughs> yeah, uh, Bren Bren fan? No, Brenda oh, Brangelina. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> Brangelina. Yeah, but they. I can't remember now. It was Brad and J Lo, but I don't know what the name came out to together. Brangelina. No. I have no idea. Hello, my friends, Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, where we're harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. It is an online ministry where you can deepen your relationship with Christ, whether you're a seasoned saint or new to the faith. Uh, we invite you to peruse our content and find something of interest to you, whether it's new books you may not have read or pastors you've never heard of, a worship band that you uh, find touches your heart in a special way, draws you closer to the Lord. Uh, we love to hear your experiences. Drop us a line. Uh, we could send us a message. It comes directly to us in the comment section. And if this ministry blesses you in any way, you can click the donate now button and partner with us to share the gospel. Thank you. And then That's it. don't forget to don't forget to like share, subscribe <laughs> this podcast. Share it with your friends. Post it on social media. It is quite a blessing for us. Yes. Comment like we see right here that Carrie says, hi, <gasps> it's her 75th birthday. Yay. Yay Happy wow. birthday. You don't look a day over 30. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. Comment like that. Let us know what you're doing. Um, let us know what you're doing for Father's Day, maybe. Uh, comment about the uh, devotional. Every comment helps push it out so other people can see I what we I wonder if everybody wonders what we're going to eat on Father's Day. Oh. You think everybody wonders that? No, I think everybody knows. Yeah. It's going to involve some kind of meat. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the lion diet. <laughs> All right. We are reading... From Charles Spurgeon. I'm not sure if you know that. Chinooks. Yes. Uh, it's June 17th. And the uh, reference is Psalm 12.1. It simply says, help Lord. <laughs> <laughs> from the pen of Charles Spurgeon. This prayer itself is quite remarkable. For it is short, but timely, sincere, and typical of David. He was grieved over the lack of faithful people. So he lifted up his heart to, in an earnest prayer. When the creature failed, David went immediately, immediately to the creator. He evidently uh, felt his own weakness, or he would not have cried out for help. Yet at the same time, he still intended to be actively involved from the cause of truth, for the cause of truth. For the word help makes no sense if we do nothing. <laughs> These two simple words of David's prayer are direct, clear, and distinct much more so, in fact, than the long rambling outpourings of many professing Christians. The psalmist runs straight to his God with a well-considered prayer. He knows what he is seeking and where to find it. Mm. Lord, teach us to pray in the same blessed manner. There are frequent occasions for using this prayer, such as providential trials and afflictions, where believers find all their helpers have abandoned them. Students of the Bible who encounter a difficult passage may often obtain help by lifting up the cry, Help, Lord, to the Holy Spirit of Christ, the great teacher. Believers in inner spiritual warfare may go to God's throne for reinforcements 
And this simple prayer can be a pattern for their requests. God's people who are involved in strenuous work may use this prayer to find grace to help us in time of need. And sinners who are seeking help with doubts and fears may offer up the same compelling prayer in all of these cases, at all times, and in all places, this little prayer will serve needy souls. Help, Lord, serves the living and the dying, yes. the unemployed and the working, the rejoicing or the sorrowing. Our help is found in him, so may we not be slow to cry out to him. The answer to the prayer is certain if it is sincerely offered through Jesus. For the Lord's very character assures us he will not forsake his people. His relationship to us as father and husband guarantees us his help. Just as his gift of Jesus is a pledge of every good thing. And his unwavering promise still stands. Do not fear. I will help you. Yay. How cool is that? Fantastic. The last part. <laughs> Do not fear. I will help you. Do not fear. I will help you. He says. All the time. And that's from Isaiah 41, 13, which we'll read just a little bit later. Uh, but uh, really quick, let's say hi to Carrie. We said hi to. We got Lisa. Yes. Saying happy birthday to um, Carrie. Uh, and Carrie says she ate so much. Locks. Locks. Oh, I love locks. <laughs> Can I eat locks? I think yeah. so. There's nothing. Nothing against me eating those. No. With a little bit of lemon. Oh my gosh. Why have I not thought of that? I don't know. Maybe because you, you couldn't get a bagel. But you can eat them with parm crisps. I can make you, or those egg rolls, those eggs, <laughs> actual eggs. Or actual eggs. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you, Carrie, for that um, that uh, little tip there. I, do, I don't know why I didn't think of it. I love Lux. Uh, Jan French is on. Happy Father's Day. Happy birthday to Carrie. Cindy's on. And, and Kate, we haven't seen Kate in a oh, while. Hello, How are Kate. you, Kate? Nice to see you. Do you do you celebrate Father's Day in Australia? Because it's already Father's Day where she's at. Yes, and they're usually different days. I know my Canadian family members say that they're the same holidays, but they're different days. Oh, good know. Uh, Carrie says, "Seems like prayer is where I get the most interference." Uh, what do you mean by that? She needs she, help. She's when she's praying for help. Oh, <laughs> she gets interference. Interference, uh, as in, like the enemy trying to stop you. Yeah, probably. It's where the the devil probably steps in and moves her rabbit ears, so she doesn't get good, oh, she doesn't get good reception. Bad. <laughs> and Lisa wants to know if uh, from Cindy if the storm storming has stopped. Oh, I hope so. At. That would be good. And Lisa sent us a ricotta chips recipe. Ah, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that yet. Nice. Yeah, we got to check that out. And Robert says, happy Father's Day. Hi, Robert. Oh, hey, Robert. Nice to see you. And then Kate says, no Father's Day. Wow. You have Mother's Day, but no Father's Day? Do you have Mother's Day? Maybe she doesn't have either. Yeah. So what what uh, what comes to you when we uh, hear uh, that, help, it, Lord. that it's okay that we go, help, Lord? I do that at least 15 <laughs> times a day. <laughs> so this is this is my constant prayer. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Uh so I'm very familiar with this prayer, but what I find interesting is I just, you know, uh, did a little refresher on David and thought to myself that, uh, you know, he was a man after David, uh, God's own heart. And he wrote all of these very emotional Psalms. And when you think about it, David's life was really messed up. 
-hmm. Like he had so much drama. And um, no, like seriously, from the fact that all of his older brothers hated him because he was just a kind of scrawny sheep herder kid, he gets anointed king. Then he spends like all of these years running from Saul, who's jealous of him and thinks that, you know, because he tries, you know, he kills Goliath and he's now this big warrior. And so then his boss hates his guts and keeps trying to kill him and he runs around. And then he, you know, the whole thing with Bathsheba kills her husband and then he has that sin on his head and then his youngest son tries to kill his oldest son and actually does kill him because he raped his sister yeah and then Mm. yeah it's just really it's just a lot of he can't seem to get out of his own way and yet god really loved him Hmm. it's a consolation it's really a consolation for us but um yeah i I feel a real connection to david (laughs) yes I didn't kill anybody's husband. Thank God. <laughs> but when you think about it, when but there you are think- very, there's a lot of similarities with some of the things that he went through. Right. Yeah. And so it's just, I, it should really tell us something about God's heart for his children and how important sincerity is like having a sincere and humble heart because, um, David, from what we know, didn't ever get arrogant with God. He just was always um, somewhat helpless. Strong warrior, but he was helpless to God. He was always like, he was always humbled by God. And so every single time God picked him up and carried him. Mm. Like he couldn't get out of his own way and God just seemed to understand that. Wow. Well, the only difference between David and I is that I didn't have the same faith uh, that he had until recently because I used to ask for God's help a lot when I was a Christian in name only. And, and I'm, I'm not sure, you know, because, because of my faith was wishy-washy that he could have been helped me through everything, which I guess he did. Cause I'm still alive. Mm. <laughs> And then I eventually found you. Yeah. Um, that was obviously the, the lotto. But the, it, <laughs> but the interesting thing is, is that when I was walking around as that dude, I, I, I cried out often. And then I often cussed well, him out. I cried out, Lord, help me. You know, Lord, I'm so pissed at you. But that's not what I said. I said other things. But um, it was that. Con- but now I, I haven't found myself crying out for help because I always feel that he's with me. What doesn't mean you can't cry for help? I know, but I don't, I don't have it. It's just, I, I don't know. I feel that so when he's, you heard about Bo, you didn't cry for help? Nope. I prayed for his healing and pray, I didn't cry out for his help. I knew he was there. I just said, you know, just heal him fast. When I, when I hear somebody saying like that, like help Lord, it's like, I, I, I'm at rock bottom. Mm. Or I've made a horrible mess of something. Oh, it and I, have and I to need, be. I know, but that's the only time I would call out for help. But that shouldn't be. Really? Yeah. You should be calling out for help for everything because it's just, mm. it's even, it's even uh, like I cry to help from the Lord when I want um, to be in a better temperament, when I want uh, to be gracious and kind, when I want to be kind to strangers when I want my disposition to represent Christ uh, and I can't do that on my own strength. So I'm like, Lord, help me just help me be more like you today. 
So it should be even over the little things, not like I got this handled. Yeah, I, dude, I no, got, I got my saying. I got my Jesus. I just don't feel like I have to cry out for help because I just feel that he's there now anyway. Like it'd be, it'd be like right now me going, how do you help me? But you're sitting right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? No. no. Well, here's a good example. Okay. Mm. So let's say you wanted to move a box. You'd still have to call my name to be like, Hedia, can you come give me a hand? No, I wouldn't. Because you have a really bad back. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I hear you. But I, I, I guess I was looking at it differently. I, I just felt like... It doesn't have to be disparity. I, I feel like I want to use it when I really need his help. But you shouldn't do that. That's We should be calling on God. Uh, you guys help me out here. <laughs> we should be calling on God at every opportunity we get. No, I just feel because that. otherwise the relationship becomes too distant. If you only call them when you're in a ditch, um, how do you mm. build a relationship? Just chatting with them, and it's never because you want to be more like him. It's never I because do. you need his help. I do need his help, but I don't need it in that way that I need to cry out. <laughs> Maybe it's a man thing. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Robert. You're I like a man. what you're saying, though. Chances I call on God all day, all day too. <laughs> See, maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know. Yeah. Cindy, no, Cindy I, apparently had some some weather drama that we oh, didn't hear about. A tornado. a tornado trailer down the street messed up. Oh no, no power. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that, Cindy. Well, continue to pray for your town and you to be safe. Yes, amen. Uh, Cindy sent us a couple of voice messages, but I was at mom's today all day, so I didn't get to hear. Yeah. If any of them start with Auntie M, Auntie M, then we know she's in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, my, my mind is moving in a couple directions. I was reading Carrie's. I was reading Carrie's comment. Carrie's saying, do you think Andy's high level of confidence in God being there makes Andy think God doesn't want him to ask, even in the small things? Good point. Point of reflection, sir? What do you think? Well, it's not that I don't ask. I do. But I don't cry out for help. I, I'm looking at it, I think, from a different perspective. Like I, I call, I pray, God, please heal Bo. Keep him safe. Um, when he was in surgery, you know, please, uh, you know, uh, give the, the doctors the, the skills and gifts with their hands to do the right thing and, and uh, do everything that needs to be done to help him heal. And, uh, but uh, that's, I, but I know that he's there. So I, I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm crying out for help. I, I guess that I, I look at it differently that I don't, I want to I want to reserve the crying out for those times when I'm just completely Okay, lost. how about if we change the word? Yes. Why don't we change the word from cry out to call out? Hmm. Same answer? Do you call out for God? <laughs> no. 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 Okay. I don't. I like talking to him though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's, here's, uh, Lisa, Lisa, what'd she say? I understand Annie's point of Andy's point of view, but after I was born again, I came around to what Hedy is talking about. Uh -huh. I have that same prayer. Help me to be more like Jesus every day, many times. 
All right. There you go. And Cindy says she called on God during the tornado. Oh, for sure. See, that, I, <laughs> then I would. But also talks to him all the time. Calls on him even when she's driving. Yes. Oh. Me too. I close one eye when I'm driving. <laughs> Most of your jokes I don't get. <laughs> Cindy got it. What is it? Auntie M. What's yeah. Auntie M? It's the Wizard of Oz when the tornado... Uh, takes the house and she's screaming out for her aunt, Auntie M. Oh. <laughs> uh, ah, Carrie's saying Andy sees it as accomplished already. Yes. Yes. I called out and there he is. I called out when I when I asked for his forgiveness and, and I repented. That, that I called out for him. Yeah, but you make it sound like it's one and done. Like you no, have this one, this there, one experience and yeah, I'm just hoping I would already. I would rather not have to cry out to him. Okay. Yeah. And Kate says, <laughs> "Gosh, I cry out all the time. I I cry out to God to help me get out of bed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I that made me laugh. That uh, made me giggle, Kate. But I hear you. Yeah. Pain. Uh, let's hear what Jim Ryman has to say. Schnooks. When a Canaanite woman came with a demon-possessed daughter, came face-to-face -face with Jesus, her first words were, Lord, help me. Although she was a Gentile and Jesus' disciples wanted to send her away, the Lord answered her prayer because of her faith. And then Jesus answered, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. As Spurgeon says today, the answer to the prayer is certain if it is sincerely offered through Jesus. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. That's 1 Timothy 2.5. Yet our prayers must not only be offered by faith through Jesus, but also must be within his will. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. And that's Psalm 38.22. A story of the woman. Yes. The uh, daughter who's possessed. Yes. It's an interesting one because it has to do with that time where um, Jesus says something about you, know, you don't give the bread to the dogs before oh, yes. you give it to your children. And then she comes back and says, well, crumbs. I'm they waiting for the crumbs. Crumbs come down and hit the floor. I, I heard something a little bit, I don't know if it's new, but it's new to me, that one of the the reasons why Jesus blessed her uh, perhaps was because in that period of time, Gentiles were referred to as dogs mm -hmm. and the way he used it was like little, like puppies. And so because he used it in that way, he, he used it. So not as not to offend her. Most people in that area would have said you dogs, you know, we don't feed you. <laughs> right, uh, but he used it for you little dogs, which softened puppies. softened the insult. Mm -hmm. And she responded, "Well, you know, we get the crumbs." Yeah, and, and that and that was like, he goes, Humility. "Wow, you didn't get mad, uh, you know, at my reference, and you, you see, you know, the the benefit of even just get the crumbs of Jesus is uh, spectacular." Amen. So I thought that was a pretty interesting take on that whole thing. Very nice. Yeah. Kate says, seek him while he may be found. Amen. 
And Cindy is still running for power. She's got her phone battery low and no power and wants to save what's left in case of emergency. And yeah, uh, Lord, we're asking for your protection over Cindy and her community as the storms pass, Lord, and that you put your heavenly host of angels uh, to encamp around her and her um, city, her town, her neighborhood, everybody that's affected, Lord, that you may bless them and protect them. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask all things. Amen. Got to make sure to check up on Cindy later. Yeah. And uh, Lisa saying, stay safe, Cindy. And Carrie says, I ask, I only cry out when it gets bad. Means the same to me, just different levels of distress. Yeah. yeah I hear you. <laughs> Chatting with God is communion with him. Yes. And Carrie's praying. Good. All right. What's the scripture? Jokes. Okay. Psalm 12, 1. I think it makes more sense with the rest of this verse. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases, for the faithful disappear from the sons of men. So the context of the prayer was that there was a decline of faithfulness of people. And mm. that is why David was crying out for the godly man ceases and the faithful disappear among the sons of men. That is exactly what's happening today. Yes. Help, Lord. So I need to cry out. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good this point. Is, this is the time to cry out that we are in the very same situation as uh, um, David, David was. In those, in the and this one scholar wrote, Lord, come to my rescue. Piety is dead. In a base mm. world, true hearts have gone rare. Wow. <laughs> it was the same 200 years ago, whenever this book was written. <laughs> wow. Uh, the Bible is spectacular. Isn't it? Yep. Hebrews 4.16, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in our time of need. I recited this every day for weeks mm. when I was in my deepest valley. It is so comforting. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we will find the mercy that we need. Mm. Isaiah 41.13, for I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Love that. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Gives you such comfort. Yes. It's pretty awesome. Amen. Um, so we, we had this, uh, this situation at Dodger Stadium yesterday. Yes. Where these uh, knuckleheads were there uh, that desecrate the, the cross and Christians and Catholics. Um, and it really does seem that we are finally quite possibly hitting the point where the people that have been silent for so long are, are beginning to not be silent. It, it just seems that way. Like they, they really have pushed the limit the buttons of people that were saying, you know, just leave them alone. They're just being knuckleheads. Let them, let them, be, you know, let them be who they are. But now they're, Hey, wait, wait, what now, now, now you've done it. Uh, it just really does seem that way. And I, and I hope that that's the case because we just need people to begin standing up and not being afraid to push back just a little bit. And I'm not saying to get in wars or anything like that, but to, to stand strong, to protest, to really just say, Hey, we're not going to, attend any more baseball games until you know this nonsense stops well i think what people 
I think what the masses need to come to terms with is that it becomes very much like Nazi Germany, is that if you stay quiet because you don't want to get into the fray, you end up in a camp. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if you just keep letting this go and letting this go and letting this go, then there'll be nobody left. Right. To defend you when it's really necessary. I was listening. I I, I was completely clueless about um, uh, the attorney. I don't know if you were listening to Bannon this morning in the war room, but uh, the attorney that represented Trump in the election cases. Yep. Do you know that whole scandal about him now they're trying to disbar him and all of that? Yep. And all of Trump's attorneys. Uh, that are in, involved in this newest case. Well, this first one that did the election case um, was a University of Chicago tenured professor, um, went to University of Chicago, was a dean of one of the law Chapman. schools to, to Chapman, a really upstanding human being. And what they're doing to basically take away his livelihood, first of all, he's lost his tenured position, he's lost his position as dean, um, and now they're just trying to take his license away. Uh, when, when you do that to people, you know, and it's, it happens silently and it happens behind the scenes and it's one by one picking people off at some point you have to turn around and say to yourself, Oh no, one day they're going to come for me. Mm -hmm. When they pick off all the people that stand between you and them, then you have to realize how dangerous it's become yeah. because these kind of people are the pillars that stand between us and a militarized state country mm -hmm. between us and a dictator. So once these, you know, strong forces and people are picked off, um, everybody else becomes an easy prey. Yep. Yeah, it seems that it's been, I've lost track of time, but three years, four years or so that I, I started doing my other show, the Andy Falco show, where I would be talking about, the things that are happening. And then people would say, I didn't, I didn't know this was going on. Or uh, once they learned of it, then they would say, wow, I wish I could do what you're doing. I wish I could speak out, but my parents would, uh, you know, not my parents, my kids would disown me or I have other family members that, you know, don't see it the way that I do. So I don't say anything on, you know, out loud. <laughs> and I would hear this all the time. And then even people that uh, were in business when, you know, everybody was on zoom. Right. All the businesses were operating on Zoom. They would never, they wouldn't, weren't allowed to have, a, you know, a sign that said "Pray" behind them, or they weren't allowed to have an American flag, or they wouldn't, weren't allowed to have, you know, some type of um, other, you know, symbol of faith. And they would have, they, they would have to take that down if they were to be on the Zoom call. There'd have to be a blank wall, or a pride flag would be allowed, it, it, or a beach. Yeah, and and they would do it, and I would go, "Why are you doing that?" And go, because I'll lose my job. You lose your job. I said, because you're going to lose a lot more if you don't speak up now. And then there was so few of them at the time. And then they shut down our country. <laughs> and then they forced us all to wear masks. And they forced us all to get vaccines. And they shut down our churches. And it just began to, and I was going, I was trying to tell you that th these little tiny things mean a lot. And you giving in to them just opened the door for them to do more and more to us and more to you. And pretty soon, um, you're saying, how'd that happen? Where, where, where did all my, my, my freedom go? Where did, <laughs> where did all the, all the good people go? Well, they're, they got their head in the sand and they're not speaking up and speaking out, but as Christians in particular, um, the fear that people had, um, we're just not, we are not meant to have that fear. 
And we cry. We only thing we need to do is cry out to God. Amen. Um, and then I think there is even some aspect when we were talking that you were even a little bit surprised and I'm not sure if this, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the, the Muslims, um, didn't seem to be as vocal as maybe we thought they would be. No, you guys are surprised. I'm not surprised at all. Oh, really? That was pastor Jack who said that. Oh, no, I'm not surprised at all because they want us to go to hell in a handbasket. That's their plan all along. They've always believed the cultural jihad is that Americans will self-destruct. You are immoral people and you will self-destruct. That's what the Muslims always felt. Mm. So when they're watching this, they, this is their prophecy come true, that we will self-destruct. And they get on. And they get on. They're, they're just sitting on the sidelines clapping. Talib, And uh, who's the other? Uh, yeah. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Left me too. The, but the, the God con- squad. Yeah, the congresswomen. Yes. That are Muslim. Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ayman uh, Yeah, are, are supporting things like abortion when there's not a, a, a chance in hell that a Muslim would have an abortion. Yeah. But yet they scream. Women's, uh, what do they call it? Healthcare. Uh, women, uh, birthing women healthcare. What do they call it? They call it something like give us up. Like, wait a minute. When you're killing a baby, that's not healthcare. That's, that's homicide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you, you know, that's so interesting uh, that, uh, yeah, you know, I was in the jacuzzi today. Yes, you were with a, a, a gentleman uh, by the name of Hussein. It was a very, it was Hussein. a night. Hussein, is that what his name was? Hussein. Yeah. Um, great guy. Uh, met his kids and his wife and uh, don't, don't know their faith, but it is, it, it's, it's one of those moments that I, I measure as I'm talking to somebody now. Um, as I, as I ease in, cause I don't, I don't not say anything I do, uh, but I ease into it to see where it is. I need to go with a conversation about, you know, you know, cause he has kids that are nine and seven, I believe it was that are in the PYLUSD. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> which is our school, our school district. And I, I ease into the thing, you know, he said something about the schools Yeah, the schools are pretty good here. I said, yeah, they're going to be better next year. And then he goes, oh, yeah, I, I think so. And then I go, you know, we got some great people on the school board. And he goes, oh, yeah, I heard. And so you see that I, I, a little thing and I find out, yes, you know, I have the show called Vote PYL Vote. We get these people voted in. They're conservative. He goes, yes, I'm conservative. And we all go, oh, you take this breath like, thank God, I'm in the jacuzzi <laughs> with another conservative. Uh, and uh, then his wife came over. She goes, oh, I want to watch your show. And it turned into a very, uh, you know, positive thing. But um, it, it is it instead is, of them trying to drown you. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. No, I would have. But uh, you know, we would have had that conversation anyway. So I, I think this is important to, to to continue these conversations. And even if it would have gone the other direction, uh, I would have had a conversation as to why, why, why is it that they think that the other direction is better? Where where do you see education in the sexualization of our kids? Where do you see education? in in uh trying to teach them that uh you know the 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 white children in the school are racist where 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 is education of that how does that help our kids read write and count would have been my conversation but this was a good one it ended on a positive note where we were able to talk about conservative uh aspects when you are out and about um do you do you, you ever run into the opportunity to talk about political stuff is it always about jesus jesus which is a political <laughs> if i've got to embarrass myself or make an opportunity to talk to a complete stranger it's going to be about jesus 
in nowhere does he it slip in about no nope hmm. really i mean occasionally if i meet a parent or something but i yeah. i know that the issue is so contentious i I usually, I think Jesus is a little easier than talking about politics. <laughs> I feel like talking about Jesus is political at this point. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know Shouldn't that there's be. any more, uh, anything more political because it really, I mean, when we read your articles, we hear about how essentially the, the Christian church, the Catholic church had been put on the terrorist watch list. Yeah. So I, it feels to me that it is political when we talk about Jesus. It shouldn't be, but <laughs> <laughs> you're right. What are some of our peeps up there saying? Uh, we can't remain silent. We are with God. Time to pick a team. Yep. Absolutely. And Lisa says doing something versus complaining is what God wants us to do with his power and his love and his guidance. Yes. Amen. And Kate says that makes sense. Crying out is from an aching heart that cries out for God's mercy wow. in times of evil and a turning away from him. Thank you, Kate. That's good. Eric Metaskis in his book on the American church talks about the Hitler effect. Yes. I remember him lecturing about that at church. Yeah. Uh, 15 minute cities and climate lockdowns. I think the next wave is going to be UFOs, aliens. It could be climate change too. Uh, good. Andy asking questions. I'm just learning how to do that to open a path to talk about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've learned uh, this little tactic from time to time being in mixed groups, people, <clears throat> but, um, I don't know. We just gotta, we gotta turn the ship around. It's going to take a long time. I, I tell people too, about even in the school district as, as we got another, uh, super assistant superintendent, another brand new one that looks like it's going to be good. So we're getting some good people on there, but it, it's, we're, we're not only fighting, uh, from the history of the, the people that were, have been in PYLUSD for decades and, and doing, horrible things that on top of that, we have the teachers union, which is a huge monster uh, and the state of California, yes. which is just as equally a huge monster of nonsense, threatening to not threatening, but actually putting forth uh, uh, legislation that will allow the state to take our kids. If we yes, choose not to call horrible. them uh, another sex. Yeah. The gender affirming stuff is really yeah. scary. Yeah. So speak up, speak out, have these conversations. Uh, even if, uh, you know, you don't want to get political, um, have a conversation about Jesus like, uh, like Hedia does. <laughs> I love it. Our Instacart shoppers are her divine appointments. <laughs> I love that. Have you talked to your Instacart? To no, I never talk to my Instacart people because they just leave the groceries and leave. Oh, I never get a chance to chit chat with them, but that's a great idea. Yeah, I talk to them when they get the order wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I actually end up, I talk to some bot, I, you know, I do it through the app, check a box, but I do talk about it with the repair people, any repair people that come into the house. I find a way of talking about Jesus, especially because they're a captive audience in your kitchen or something. Uh, Lisa says UFO and aliens are going to come up after we're raptured. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Maybe that too. That'll be, that'll be their excuse. Oh, it was UFOs that took them. Um, it is interesting that UFOs seem to really only come up when there's some news about Joe Biden's, you know, another tape coming out or some other thing. Oh, there's UFOs. Look over here. There's UFO. Don't look over there. That pile of paperwork in his garage. Over here, we got UFOs. 
All right. Anything else, Schnooks? Any uh, uh, recipe ideas for carnivore carnivore fans? No. Do we have any carnivore fans? Has anybody bought into? I I don't know. I think Lisa <laughs> says she's dead. She's dabbling in it. Thank you, Lisa. She's very proud of me. Yes, I'm Thank very you. proud of you. Thank too. you. <laughs> I I think we should start another show called the Christian Carnivore. You know what? What? I saw this woman that had the <laughs> cutest t-shirt. It said, y'all just need some more beef and Jesus. <laughs> you all need beef and Jesus. That's Gotta love that. I think that's the name of her show. Uh, She's a rancher. Oh, beef and Jesus. That yeah. would be. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Don't be surprised if we have a new podcast called beef and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be fun. All right, so everybody be praying for Cindy and the uh, yes, uh, and no more tornadoes, no, no more, more tornadoes. no more storming, no more, more, no more anti M. None of that. Out, move it, <laughs> move, move it to a, a blue state. Out, no, <laughs> no state. What? Some of these blue states need cleaning, Schnugs. Oh, I'm not no. gonna lie. Um. Did you see, just one last thing, did you see that actually it was MSNBC, I believe, they were in San Francisco doing the story, and the reporter on the, on the streets of San Francisco, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, they have the guy in the studio, and they have the reporter in the streets. Um, he was, defecated on him? <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> no, he was saying we have to report from this location because they say, they've, they've told us that we can't go into the the tenderloin district because it's too dangerous. Uh, and then the other areas of San they said, we can't go in these other areas of San Francisco because it's too dangerous for, a, for us to do our, our shoot. Like you just can't simply walk in there and it's daylight. Oh yeah. I, now that I've been to San Francisco, yeah. I believe them. <laughs> and, it's the scariest place on earth. And, and you look at that and you know, you got Sacramento's not that far behind. San Diego's not that far behind. Really? Oakland is equally as bad as San Francisco. You got so many cities, blue cities in a blue state that are in this condition. And yet they keep saying, well, Gavin Newsom is possibly going to be the next president. And you go, if you looked at our state and you know what's going on, how is it possible you can get an entire country? Look at the state of California. You'd think that every ad would be a video of the state of California. That's all they would have to do. Now, we live in a little island, a conservative island here in Yorba Linda, which is. And we don't tell anybody, but it's uh, it's almost like nobody they, like they leaving they us alone yeah, for we're, now. We're too inland for them to remember <laughs> where we are because it's very clean. We'd have maybe one homeless person that we see wandering in here from time to time. We, uh, you know, it's it's just a really it's a safe uh, city for the most part. We do have our car burglaries and that kind of stuff that come from from the outside, um, but for the most part, we live in a very you know quiet area. But uh, around us is nonsense. Yes. And yet they keep thinking, hey, let's, I know, let's get the guy who created all this mess and make him president. Yeah. They're, they're crazy people. They're lunatics. Because he has a good coiffeur. <laughs> I don't care about his coiffeur. I, you know, I don't see that. I, I see uh, I just a, a dark, soulless man. I, I see nothing, uh, nothing good in the man. He's just a, a, a total mess. So, yeah, it's just shocking to me. All right, you getting ready to go night night, Shanks? I am. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Do I look at it in my eyes? Yeah. Over? It's just, uh, 
I feel like I feel like you're not with me on the show. Really? <laughs> well, you you've oh. got a little bit of the Andy Falco show rant going, so I don't <laughs> I don't know what to contribute. We've left the reservation. I can't even pull it back. Help, Lord. Well, no, it has to do with what happened to Dodger Stadium, and it just kind of help, Lord. It went on. It went off from there. All right, let's hear. Uh, we have uh, Jan says. I remember going to Hate Ashbury to see all the hippies. Yeah, no, it doesn't look like that anymore. No, now it's like it's it's worse. I'm telling you, I've been to third world countries that are far cleaner than San Francisco. Mm. It is a tragedy. Yeah, there are people saying that it's safer in Afghanistan than it is to be even even in parts of LA. Um, but for sure, San Francisco that is completely probably the uh, most unsafe area on the planet. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, Kate says it's frightening that they take children from the home. Yep. She's back on that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it just it. it, it, it <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop. Carrie says, "How do you drink a lot of water on carnivore?" <laughs> I, you know what, Carrie? I am so thirsty. I don't. I just don't. I don't understand why I'm so thirsty. I don't understand the whole meat and water thing. But I cannot drink enough water to save you know, my life. I don't know how many of these things I drink a day, and these bottles of water—they're everywhere. I got these bottles. <laughs> it's. I've never experienced such a thing. <laughs> I am constantly feeling dehydrated. <laughs> All right, my friends. Uh, we love kind of our world woes. I gotta get rid of this first. Sorry. Uh, we love you guys. Again, yes. Uh, prayers, Happy Sunday. Prayers for Cindy. Have a great Father's Day. Those of you that are watching that are fathers, yes. and um, that's all for us. We love Amen. you. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Hetty to bed. I think I may have to carry her into the bedroom. <laughs> oh, no! Wide awake. <laughs> all right, my friends. We love you. God bless. Good night. <laughs>